1: I've essentially been banned from Twitter as a consequence. I say banned, although technically I have been suspended. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Oh, God. The, The boot is so heavy. The authoritarians.
1: Why won't they lift it from me? So I should have either called him, her, they, Elliot, instead of Ellen.
3: Why are you adding they? It's he, him super easy you you already use it and i'm assuming reference to yourself so the same thing that you would do for yourself you you can do for another human being not hard at all it's almost as if you just want to be a so badly that you're making this into a massive cause when it's not this is such a wet fart of an issue like
2: i'm I'm being silenced you
3: you could delete one tweet but clearly you want to use it as a marketing opportunity Uh, content warning, everyone. Massive, disgusting transphobia of the, the highest order. Uh, and so, uh, just, just so you're aware. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, uh, Jordan B. Peterson, uh, blocked me because I made a meme of, he posted this video. Uh, let's see, transphobia. he posted this video of himself, uh, shooting at, uh, Target because he wanted to look, you know, real odd, because he's an odd man. Uh, and then I replaced the target with apple cider, and, and then I just posted that underneath it. And that, that's what got the block. That earned me the Jordan Peterson block. Uh, in Lord of War, the producers found that it was easier and cheaper to buy all the arms that were used in the film. For a time, they owned millions of rounds of ammunition, hundreds of tanks, and hundreds of helicopters. Actually, wow. Huh. I used your meme to get me blocked. <laughs> he was blocking other people who dropped that meme. Holy shit. Why are they all snowflakes? Alright, so, uh, here we have it. Michaela Peterson says, Wow, Jordan Peterson got a Twitter strike. No more Twitter until he deletes the tweet. Definitely not a free speech platform at the moment, at Elon Musk. You're asking one transphobic dad to help out another transphobic dad. That's, that's exactly what's going on in this tweet. Uh, so, content warning for, uh, some pretty hardcore transphobia. Uh, we've temporarily limited some of your account features. Uh, violating our rules of hateful conduct. You may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. As a result, we've temporarily limited some of your account features. While in the state, you can still browse Twitter, but you're limited to only sending direct messages to your followers. No tweets, retweets, fleets... fleets? follows, or likes. Your account will be restored in 12 hours and zero minutes when you delete the one tweet. Now, this is something that keeps happening with conservatives, by the way. Conservatives keep doing this time and time again. They'll uh, make a very transphobic statement. They'll intentionally misgender uh, someone and then talk about how they're mutilating themselves, something horrifying like that. Uh, and then they act like martyrs when they're like, oh, this is not a free speech platform. I have been uh, removed. Uh, the sanctity of free speech has been taken away from me. Hath, doth, all this kind of stuff. Um, And all they have to do is delete the one tweet, you know, the hate speech. They just have to delete the hate speech and they refuse to. Now, sometimes they do it because they want to make it look as if there's magic happening, as if Elon Musk is a magician and and just sprinkles a little musk 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 dust on uh, the platform, and then magically their their accounts come back. That uh, is the trick that Charlie Kirk performed, as well as Tucker Carlson. Both of them had very transphobic, horrifying tweets, and they refused to delete them because martyred them. And then afterwards, uh, they basically deleted them, and then it looks as if Elon Musk has some kind of magical power. To, to do stuff, his his Musk dusk, um, so Jordan B Peterson. Remember when pride was a sin and and he uh, dead names him and Elliot Page just had his breast removed by a criminal physician. Uh, that's what Jordan Peterson uh, is refusing to take down. Uh, this is his cause, celebre. Uh, so there's that. Um, I don't see why there has to be a campaign around this. It, it, it's kind of like you know when the boot is like squishing you but then you zoom out on the picture and it's just a kid doing it to himself that's that's jordan peterson you can get your account back now like right now that doesn't need anyone else to help you out you, you don't need the powers of the world's richest human being you, you just have to push the button once it, it's like two mouse clicks away is this a boomer thing is it because you don't know how to do a uh, deletion because you've his response epic it's very slow here we are
2: twitter man
1: hello everyone hello a few days ago i penned an irritated tweet in response to one of the latest happenings on the increasingly heated culture war front in response to the decision of an actress
3: by the way the cons the right they've done a really good job of overlapping the concept of culture war with the concept of civil rights and then polluting the ocean what they've been doing on a frequent basis is using things like hey did you know dr seuss doesn't want to publish the old racist books anymore that's cancel culture 1984 greg orwell we have to do something about this and then all of a sudden it's like did you hear that the m&ms cannot be fucked anymore you cannot fuck your m&ms you cannot grab a handful of m&ms and just start thrusting right into it anymore the times uh, they are a changing well Him saying that this is a culture war issue, him being an outrageously horrifying transphobe yet again, he's made his entire career off this, it's not a surprise at all, Um, this is a civil rights issue. This, This is about people's bodily autonomy. This is about Elliot Page and him having the bodily autonomy to do something like this that has helped to alleviate his gender dysphoria and given him a better quality of life. That's, that's like, that's what this is about. So for him to be like,
2: "Uh, this was an irritated tweet about the, uh, the, you know, the cultural Marxist uh, censorship, 1984, like, fuck
3: you. Fuck you.
2: Actor named Ellen
1: Elliot
3: Page. I am employing this awkward. What was that? Was, Was that like dead naming? And then you just remembered mid sentence, or was that just part of the scripted little segment here?
1: And impossible naming style because it is now apparently mandatory
3: and (laughs) impossible. I I can't do it. The same thing I do for everyone else all the time. I can't do it. It's, this isn't even like a they, them scenario or a zzer scenario. This isn't even God forbid neo pronouns or anything like this. This is saying he, him. This is the thing that you always already talk about. Like, I refuse to call a she, her, a he, him,
2: or a he, her, a zzer. Oh, God, it's happening, mother. Probably doing it wrong
1: nonetheless, as you're doing it wrong is the whole point of what has been made mandatory. But also, I'm trying to make a point.
3: Yeah. Like, you just really want to scream the n-word you know that's that's basically this several several years ago like why why am i being censored why can't i call black people the n-word why why can't i do that why am i being censored on that and it's like well the, the mores have changed, and we have to understand and accept. you know, the long history of systemic and historical racism, especially embedded in uh, the Americas, and what that word uh, and its significance does when said by a white person, especially by a white person, in direction to a black person. And that is a uh, pretty big problem that we've kind of recognized in this, you know, the year of our Lord, 2022, is just not something that you should be doing, so... We have a platform, we're a company, this is a private corporation. Oh, sorry, uh, the stocks are public, so we also have a beholdence to our shareholders to have a platform that's not riddled with n word saying Nazis. So we don't want that. So uh, we want advertiser money. We want it to be brand friendly. This is capitalism, after all. You understand. You love capitalism. Mm, juicy capitalism. Oh, suck it from the capitalist teats. So uh, if that is the case, then you have to understand we don't want certain codes of conduct to be happening. Otherwise, it fills up with yes, uh, fascists. So what we're going to do is we're going to have certain things. You cannot, uh, you know, go after people because of their race, the religion. You like that one, right? You, you don't like Christian per, uh, persecution, so you, you're, you're on board with that. The one you're not on board is just one level of bigotry and that happens to be that you're very transphobic and you want to be openly transphobic and endanger people's lives uh with uh, all a variety of hate speech that you want to spew on the platform that's exactly what happened here and also i should add this happened right when they announced that he was then going to be picked up by the daily wire yes jordan peterson is the latest and greatest and biggest acquisition of the daily wire and so wow what what a time hmm odd timing that huh you suddenly just it took it upon yourself uh, i was just provoked into into writing uh, uh, an irritated
2: tweet uh, because of the culture war i've essentially been banned from twitter as a consequence
1: i say banned although technically i have been suspended (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: oh god The the boot is so heavy. The
3: authoritarians,
2: why won't they lift it from me?
1: But the suspension will not be lifted unless I delete the hateful tweet in question. And I would rather die than do that. (laughs) Hopefully.
3: Yeah, right, buddy. Are you serious? You would rather be dead than delete one tweet. (laughs) Okay. God damn, martyrdom levels rising, holy shit.
2: (laughs) I am a hero, I will never submit, I will never submit to the Zezer agenda.
1: (laughs) It will not come to that, although who the hell knows in these increasingly strange
3: days.
1: (laughs) What was it that I said that caused such a fuss? And that fuss is just beginning. Oh my. And even more importantly, and complexly,
3: what exactly was it that I (laughs) said? Complexly, uh... Are you threatening that you're going to go worse? Like this is just the beginning?
2: Or you haven't seen dead naming until I show you dead naming?
1: (laughs) Said that resulted in the ban. Here's the tweet in question. Remember when pride was a sin? And Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician.
3: Then a link to a story that oh yeah link to the story um would you say this about someone who had a mastectomy because of cancer jordan peterson would you do that would you would you make a tweet like this would you say that there was was a criminal physician it's like oh you should have just allowed the cancer why would why would you do this happenings the response from twitter
1: quote violating our rules against hateful conduct You may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease.
2: Hmm.
1: By clicking delete, you acknowledge that your tweet violated the Twitter rules. Delete. If you think we've made a mistake, submit an appeal to us. Please note that should you do so, your account will remain locked while we review your appeal. Let's take this apart. First, it is clearly the case that I did not promote violence against or threaten anyone with my missive. So that leaves the arguably lesser sin of harass. Let's assume, since I wasn't informed, that that was the crime. And further, harassment on the basis of so-called gender identity since So-called. Twitter did not do me the favor of actually specifying my crime, and there are many possibilities on that front, we unfortunately have to guess at why this has occurred, and that's actually a big problem in and of itself, and also indicative of the...
3: You know, calm down. fucking Captain Transphobia over here, making such a huge deal out of this. Like, I will never submit. I will never delete. This is authoritarianism
1: utter carelessness of the twitter organization utter. with regard to the propriety of its own censorial actions
3: i should at least how know- do people take this person seriously like how do people spend hundreds of dollars to go to a lecture by this man like it, it astonishes me
1: exactly what i did wrong if i'm required to acknowledge that my tweet violated the twitter rules what rules you sons of bitches that.
3: <laughs> You sons of bitches. Oh, wow. He is, uh, he's going full out, eh? Hold on. I need to add, um, uh, because I think he forgot to add it in post. So I just want to make sure that uh, I help him out here. Hold on a sec. There we go. There we are. Yes, the oppression is complete.
1: Precisely. Because such things matter when the accusations start flying. So what did I say that might constitute... Harassment, Well, many things, hypothetically. Let's begin with, remember when pride was a sin? Although that is merely a factual statement, because under the old rules, applicable even a decade ago, pride was a sin, and had been recognized
3: as perhaps the cardinal's sin, for thousands of years previous yeah cool story bro they also stone children to death for fucking speaking up to their parents that's in the bible that's a rule you can do if your kids are uppity to you you can stone them to death i'm sure you'd agree that that's a bad thing that we shouldn't do that i hope right maybe it shouldn't be a guide for how we compose ourselves and maybe that (laughs) this is really fucked up
1: It still might be regarded as unacceptable to the woke authoritarian moralists who now insist, for example, that we celebrate Pride Month, not hour or day or week, but month, and who have literally called it Pride Month instead of LGBT plus month or whatever else alphabet acronym which is currently insisted upon as the only acceptable enlightened terminology.
3: Whew. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this would have been edgy like five years ago, maybe. Maybe six or seven years ago. I mean, I think people are kind of over the whole, like, uh,
2: LGB, IQ, C, Z, uh, how many letters will there ever be? I don't
1: regard pride as a virtue. It has been classically regarded as a sin. I don't see that sexual orientation or sexual desire of any sort is something to celebrate or...
3: (laughs) I don't see sexual desire of any sort is something to celebrate. Oof. Wow big tell there eh why are the people who suck at sex obsessed with sex all of them it doesn't matter who it is Ben Shapiro you know has no idea what a wet pussy is fucking uh, Jordan Peterson They're like holy fuck
1: <laughs> Take pride I feel sorry in. for your wives and so what I said was merely a fact now it's possible that I hurt someone's feelings because I pointed out that pride goes before for example a fall but I don't care about
3: that It's a fucking insane. pride cometh before the fall Okay, cool. Like, uh, should we turn all sayings into law?
1: I would do it again. And also consider it my duty to warn those who are about to fall into a pit that the path they are on leads suddenly downhill. But that was probably not the reason that I was banned from Twitter. Although, as I said, I am in the position of having to guess. Next phrase to interrogate. And Ellen Page... Now, why did I stop there? Because in all likelihood, it was this seemingly innocuous phrase, including the name of a well-known actress, there I'm in trouble again, that likely resulted in my ban.
3: (laughs) So edgy, much wow. Great, great. Who's who's an edgy boy, Jordan? Who's an edgy lobster? You you, you little edgy lobster, eh? Look at you.
1: I committed the fatal crime of what has come to be known in the appalling sensorial terminology of the insane activists as dead naming, which is the act of referring to someone who has transitioned, another hated piece of jargon and slogan, by the name
3: and... Do you you hate medical terms as well? Do you hate that? Like, are you going to be like, gender dysphoria? Utterly bizarre word. Can't see it have any meaning. By the inference, the gender
1: really the sex, that everyone knew them by previously, and in the case of Ellen slash Elliot, that millions of people recognized and knew. So I should have either called him, her, they, Elliot, instead of Ellen.
3: Why are you adding they? It's he, him. Super easy. You you already use it. And I'm assuming reference to yourself. So, the same thing that you would do for yourself, you, you can do for another human being. Not hard at all. It's almost as if you just want to be a dick so badly that you're making this into a massive cause when it's not, this is such a wet fart of an issue. Like,
2: oh, I'm, I'm being silenced. Oh. It's like you,
3: you could delete one tweet, but clearly you want to use it as a marketing opportunity.
1: Although, as we will discover, that would have made it impossible for me to say, what I wanted to and need to say in the remaining phrases. Not that such a problem would bother those who are objecting to my speech in the first place. The next phrase is, just had her breasts removed. This bit suffers from a very similar problem.
3: I am... Okay, this is just absolutely outrageous. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen... Someone complains so loudly about the weight of the boot they're holding themselves. I did want to watch a little bit of Jordan Peterson and uh, Dave Rubin. It's like an hour long, though. Oh, yeah, this is what I was talking about. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so heavy. Ah. Oppression. Oppression, I feel it. A really scary thing about the hate network that is The Daily Wire is that they have now boasted over 1 million paid subscribers. That is monstrous. This stuff sells. It sells really well, too. Hate sells. Who knew? I just gotta get this boot off my head. Hold on. Oh, whew. Nice. I'm oh, no longer oppressed. Feels great. All I had to do was delete a tweet. So easy.
4: The oppression has stopped. If you would have said to me 10 years ago that I'd be having this conversation publicly, first off, that, mm-hmm. I'd, be ha- that I'd be married, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have believed you, that I'd have, be having kids, I wouldn't have believed you, that I would be willing to talk about this, or even right. someone that even someone, that someone else might look to to help map it for them, I'd say you were completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not really something, you know, I'd rather talk about politics, I'd rather talk about the you culture know, wars and well, all this, of these other things. This is a political but issue, a few, too, yes. because
1: we're
3: trying to sketch out. A pathway... I... You skipped over the part where he comp- uh, compares gender-affirming care to experiments of certain ideologies from the 1930s to 1940s? Oh, no way. Ugh.
1: I employed the forbidden pronoun her <laughs> when Elliot, Ellen, is now to be regarded as a he or else. But there's a conundrum here, to say the least, and not just for me, although I have been banned. Because of it. Was Elliot slash Ellen a she or a he or Ellen or Elliot when she or he or they, that's Elliot or Elliot, by the way, had his or her or their breasts removed? If he or she was a he then why was it necessary to have the mastectomy moved while simultaneously making my point understandably and not breaking Twitter rules against so-called hateful conduct and Elliot Page just had his breasts removed. Was he Elliot then? When exactly? Exactly. He was definitely Ellen at some point in the past.
3: When he told you in terms of when it was for him, whenever he decided The moment that he told you, that's when, as a decent and normal human being, you refer to him as he him and Elliot. Super easy.
1: So indicate all his, her, them, their film credits. Will all those have to be reshot since they employed the hated dead name? That doesn't exist, by the way, that dead name category, except in the sensorial and addled minds of a tiny fraction of insanely narcissistic and increasingly dangerous trans activists. When precisely was it incumbent on me to switch my terminology in regard to Elliot slash Ellen so that I was not engaging in hateful conduct? And how can I describe the fact that someone who was once a woman, and really still is, had her breasts cut off because she, he, they, their, them had fallen prey to a vicious...
3: He never seemed this outwardly transphobic. I mean, he was always kind of like very transphobic, but I didn't see him as just kind of being like Stephen Crowder levels of just like, you know, angry old man.
1: ...harmful fad without using the appropriate sex linked pronoun and the real name of the real person to whom this was really done with his, her, their voluntary but unfortunate acquiescence. And so it was impossible to communicate what had happened. To my audience without apparently running afoul of the impossible and absurd rules that now hypothetically govern morality itself in the days of the degenerated postmodern and Marxist ethos that we must still, no matter how impossible it is, abide by or else. And you might object, Ellen slash Elliot is an adult, 30-something, and fully capable of making up his, her, their own mind about such things, and she, he, they are welcome from the liberal and the libertarian position to go to hell in a handbasket as she, he, they see fit.
3: It's so much more work to be a transphobe, you are adding so many extra words to your sentences right now for the intense purposes of being transphobic. Like, you are making more work for yourself. Like, the, the, the weight of the boot is so heavy.
1: <laughs> and fair enough, to some degree. But I don't believe it is either merely Picayune or inappropriate to point out that Ellen slash Elliot, who is quite a good actor slash actress, is also a ritual model for emulation, being a star with all the privileges and, let us point out, the responsibilities that go along with that so by acquiescing to this surgery and by publicizing it by insisting upon the sanctity and the moral virtue of his her their new expensive dangerous and medically enhanced identity
3: i know this is totally uh not what we're talking about i thought actor was gender neutral uh for actor or actress is a person who portrays a character in a performance the actor performs in the flesh in the traditional medium i know that women weren't allowed to be in the theater back in the day so men had to dress up as women uh the traditional medium of theater or in modern media films films radio analogous to the greek term uh, hypocrites literally means one who answers. The actor's interpretation of a role, the art of acting, pertains to the role played based on whether the real person or fictional character. This can be considered the actor's role um, as the opposite sex. Formerly in some societies, only men could become actors in ancient Greece uh, in ancient, ancient Rome and the medieval world. It was considered disgraceful for a moment to go on stage. Nevertheless, women did perform in ancient Rome and again entered the stage in the Commedia dell'arte in Italy in the 16th century. Uh, in William Shakespeare's England, however, women's roles were generally played by boys or men who had to kiss. Uh, when an 18 year old Puritan prohibition of drama was lifted, <laughs> fucking Puritans, uh, women began to appear on stage in England. Um, having an actor dress as the opposite sex for comedic effect is a long standing tradition in the comic theater. Blah, blah, blah. The term actress. Uh, in contrast to ancient Greek ancient Roman theater did allow female performers the majority of them were seldom employed in speaking roles but rather in dancing A hey baby you want to dance for us in modern terms it's no longer uh, the preservation of one sex usually men female is norm will Goldberg put it in a paper an actress can only play a woman I'm an actor I can play anything there you go there's a good quote Based would be Bol- Goldberg
1: and by participating in the whole identity charade ellen elliot has undoubtedly with his her their so-called courage and remember the white house itself is tweeted out at every indication of believing in the courage of those who transition entice many a poor confused adolescent girl most likely to blame her emergent pubescent self-consciousness confusion and discomfort on being born in the wrong body and believing that the courageous self-affirming and morally admirable root is hormonal treatment sterilization subjugation to a lifetime of expensive medical complication how delightfully profitable is that and misery and i believe firmly that ellen
3: so do you just hate medical profits when you don't agree with what the doctors are doing is is that when that comes in like do you, do you hate all medical profits do you do you, do you hate like all pharmaceutical companies or just specific ones that kind of embolden your transphobia because I think it's the second one
1: slash Elliot or whatever the hell her name or his name is bears moral culpability for that Jesus and just get final, to it with regard to the final phrase criminal physician I must say that I've had some postcoital, so to speak regrets about that phrase it is clearly the case that the surgical operation performed by the butchers who butchered Elliot slash Ellen was legal so, was it criminal or not? Were the operations undertaken by the fascist positions who carried out the Nazi medical experiments legal? Yes. Under the laws of the time. But were they criminal? I'll leave that question up to you to answer.
3: There it is. I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna have to do... Because, like, we're getting so many far-right figures now, used in a lot of terms that you didn't hear them be so brazen with back in the day. Like, uh, Tucker's starting to show, like, just another day in Weimar... Um, Steven Crowder, uh, his co-host in uh, one of the episodes just straight up came out and they were talking about Drag Queen Story Hour and then straight up was just like, um, that's, you know, that's what led to the Nazis. And uh, I was like, ooh, wow, so is that like a threat? Is that like, we'll go Nazi or else? You better watch out. Anyways, fuck you, Jordan. Um, and Dave Rubin, in his infinite glory, went on the show to kind of do the pick me of pick me's kind of like, if you're unaware of the LGB uh, Alliance in Britain, it's a hate group and they basically uh, are a selection of people who are lesbian gay uh, and they want to exclude trans people uh, from being a part of the broader rainbow community, uh, if you want to call it as such, uh, and they are a hate group that usually align with turfs, uh, and so this is very similar to that kind of stuff in service of being one of the good gays, as Dave Rubin wants to come across to Jordan Peterson. Uh, he's willing to, uh, you know, spout just as much transphobia as he does. Suppose, I mean, our culture appears to have decided that gay marriage is
1: well. I don't know if acceptable is the right word. <laughs>
3: Can't even let Dave have this one. <laughs> He's like always hanging out with leopards who keep eating his dreams. It's so wild. It's like Ben Shapiro, we're friends, right? We're friends, right? You're gonna you're gonna bake me a cake.
5: Nah, I don't know about that.
3: It's become part of the structure of marriage itself.
1: And so now the question is Yeah, to okay, his face. What does that mean? Oh, I so a eloquent. Random house on April twelfth.
4: Even weirder one for you. It was at the gay pride parade in New York City, which now they've, they've become sort of these sort of crazy circuses, but back then it wasn't quite like that. But I actually literally remember when he walked into the room and he was wearing an American flag tank top, which I'm pretty sure you can't wear to a pride parade anymore. Uh, but in any event, uh, we've been together for about 12 years. We've been married for seven years. And um, I'm 46 now. So I grew up in a time when I never even, first off, I struggled with my sexuality for a long time. Partly we've discussed this. I felt, you know, people. It's sort of like Clean a Homer Simpson row. quote that I love, and I know you can hey, transcend ninety-eight. Thank uh, you. I like my beer cold and my homosexuals flaming, and I sort of thought that was what it meant—that gay, even though I was attracted to men, that gay meant something else. Gay meant like you like the theater or you like to family. Truthfully, and I.
1: The service to the broader community, and it's a third your intimate relationship, and then it's a third children and family, um, and those proportions can vary. But if you miss one of those, there's a big gap to fill, and maybe you can fill it. You know, if you if another one of your endeavors has the expansive quality necessary to grow old in the gay community i suppose yeah and you know it's funny I, I, the gay community i, I hate that, yeah, yeah. that phrase yeah, yeah. i know even, I know, even I know. as you
4: said it it's like it doesn't mean anything to me i don't think of you as part of the straight community right, you know it's just right. one of these things we say these things we don't even know exactly why we're saying them but i didn't have that role model i didn't have that there was no map there really a was not brotherhood
1: one. of the marginalized you know? <laughs> i guess that's yeah. a group
4: i could be part of i yeah. suppose yeah. In, in some bizarre sense um <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's a uh, it's an odd thing that people who are oppressed usually find something in common to unite against their oppressors with. That's that. Yeah,
2: brotherhood of the oppressed. best.
5: All right,
3: hey lefties, one of you. It's on you now. You got to make the brotherhood of the oppressed band. You got to start it. Get real metal with it. Stable life without having kids,
4: and at the same time be married to someone who wants kids. Then, then mm-hmm, what am I even right. married for? Well, was right,
1: the... right. Well, that does beg that question. Right. So it? now Just...
4: these are these things are really hitting each other and because i had never because the map wasn't there the, the road map just wasn't there i started going man i really have to think about this mm-hmm. now and i remember one night we were on you were on stage and you know i had the best seat in the house every night because i'm just off stage left so i'm basically watching stage you stage right
1: is actually St- better uh, stage right i guess yeah i
4: suppose <laughs> it depends which country we were in uh, but i'm you know i'm basically watching you from behind so i have sort of the back view of you
3: today. is this an old video i thought dave couldn't get peterson anymore he can't get joe rogan that's that's the one who doesn't want anything to do with him
4: Proud. So I, I genuinely felt that every night, that I was part of the show every night, and that, if you would have said to me ten years ago that I'd be having this conversation publicly, first off, that, mm-hmm. I'd, be ha- that I'd be married, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have believed you, that I'd have, be having kids, I wouldn't have believed you, that I would be willing to talk about this, or even, right. someone that, even someone that someone else might look to, to help map it for them, I'd say you were completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not really something, you know, I'd rather talk about politics, I'd rather talk about the yeah, culture well, wars and well, all this, of these other things. This is a political but issue, too, yes. because
1: we're trying to sketch out a pathway, I suppose. I mean, our culture appears to have decided that gay marriage is, well, I don't know if acceptable is the right word, it's become part of the structure of marriage
3: itself. So just quick interjection here with a little history. The Weimar Republic, the period in German history that preceded the Nazi party taking power in 1933, was characterized by a surprisingly hospitable attitude towards queer folk. As Dr. Wistent explains, Germany, and Berlin in particular, was a hotbed for queer socializing, organizing, and theorizing during the early 20th century. The city brimmed with gay and lesbian hangouts, bars, and there were more than a few sites to laugh, drink, pick up potential lovers. They provided venues for serious discussion of politics and identity, the seeds that would germinate a fairly robust queer publishing industry. Perhaps the most striking example of the era's permissiveness was the institution of trans- Passes, facilitated by the theoretical and lobbying work of sexologist Magnus Hirschfeld, uh, who in the 1910 book um, like I say it, coined the term because it's draconian. Uh, These passes essentially compromise government sanctioned permission slips for gender non-conforming people to walk the streets of Berlin wearing whatever they pleased. Before the passes, gender non-conforming people could be subject to arrest in public for in a matter that might disturb the peace. Nevertheless, the surprisingly hospitable attitude to the Weimar period is often exaggerated. In fact, certain manifestations of the era's supposed openness to queer folks would turn out to bite them in the back. Hirschfeld, of course, was attacked several times, uh, Dr. Whiston tells them, subverting the idea that the pioneering sexologist's pro-LGBTQ plus views were largely accepted at the time. He even had a bomb thrown at him one time. <laughs> Holy fuck. And besides the German public's disdain for transpositive physicians, signs of the cracks of the facade of the early Berlin tolerance began to show considering the number of gay magazines circulating at the time. Uh, these numerous titles did not not reflect the flourishing publishing industry, they constituted a reaction to censorship. The queer press doctor Winston told them would put out one magazine for a little while and they would end up on the ban list and then they would change the name. Even the passes had their eventual drawbacks because one had to register uh, with the state to receive such a pass and the rise of the Nazis, a party that would come to view any kind of individual—sorry, uh, any kind of individuality as a punishable offense, would endanger anyone for such a record as gender nonconforming. Finally, for all his innovative thinking around gender, it turns out Dr. Hirschfeld also espoused eugenics, the deeply racist impulse to prove that, uh, improve humanity by identifying desirable genetic traits and attempting to isolate them. And then there were prominent members of the Nazi party who were also queer. Um, but make no mistake, when the Nazis came to power... Um, whatever illusions of the acceptance of queer members of the Nazi party might have been felt in the early 1930s vanished in the aftermath of a pivotal event called the Night of the Long Knives. Hitler um, might have backed Rom amidst uh, the initial public outcry against his sexuality, but that uh, support hardly stemmed from a tolerant worldview. According to Dr. Wiston, Hitler's standing by his commander was totally pragmatic. Even though Hitler was obviously famous and a huge personality by 1934, Wiston explains he understood that Rom had a military background and had made a name for himself. He was someone who had charisma around him, and that charisma could potentially be a danger to Hitler's own power. Beyond Rom's compelling persona, uh, apparently despite his public outing, the commander represented the SA, which has been to embody the rougher side of the Nazi party, an association Hitler would seek to sever, and so posing uh, Rom as his military degenerateness as an alibi that in part distracted from the Nazi leaders more poti- uh, politically motivated intentions of pacifying the army, placating more traditional middle-class voters wary of boistering SA. Uh, it had a significant impacts to gender nonconforming people then uh, then it began the arrests of queer people during this period and the expansion of paragraph 175 um which was uh, banning sodomy which I guess is coming to the US pretty soon as well um Without built-in communities like other groups, 175ers experienced exceptional difficulty uh, once the inter- and were interned in the concentration camps during the Nazi regime. Around 5,000 to 15,000 queer people were sent to concentration camps, and endured unspeakable atrocities. Some were castrated; others were used as target practice. Virtually all of them were subjected to soul-crushing labor, labor that at times served no purpose behind mental and physical torture. The fact that these were not necessarily unique to 175ers, as anyone uh, condemned to concentration camp life experienced their own personal form of hell. Yet, what did what made the 175ers t- uh, at the time? In the camps especially dangerous was noted difficulty forming alliances with other captives. Unlike groups such as the intern communists who had similar political ideology to bind them, 175ers tended to avoid associating with one another, understandably fearful of the social alienation that that might ensue. As Dr. Witham tells us, to survive in the camps, you had to have a survival strategy, and a big part of the survival strategy was learning and depending on others, having a group that could protect you and give you information and warn you about stuff. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't that um drag queens led to nazism it's that nazism targeted queer people and uh effectively ramped up a campaign of uh outright genocidal action against them uh under uh their dictatorial rule and so now the question is okay what
1: does that mean and that certainly opens up the question on the child front because i mean in, in some ways marriage is the union of two people but in a possibly more fundamental way, it's the union of two people to provide the foundation for children. Right. And I would say that's actually paramount. I mean, our society tends to flip that around and we tend to think of marriage as something that, well, you find the partner right for you and you live happily ever after. It's, well, no, not exactly. Yeah. And, but Or maybe maybe yeah. exactly if you also understand yeah. that living happily ever after means living for other people in many ways, particularly your children. And so... And then, of course, that complicates the issue on the gay marriage front, because as we're going to talk about, it's also more technically difficult to have children if you're a homosexual couple.
4: Right. So if you take just the the marriage part first, meaning that two people are going to choose to share their life and live together, you know, share a bed, et cetera, et cetera. I would say culturally in America, we kind of move past that. I mean, Trump ran. He's the first first time president. He was on stage with a rainbow flag. It was, you know, and and nobody cared or I shouldn't say nobody cared, but enough people felt, okay, you let people live the way they want to to put this down and and move ahead but you're right
3: that marriage Uh, it's almost as if i guess as a white cis gay man you feel that you've received a substantial amount of rights um similar to glenn greenwald who was saying that the other day in that debate where he was like uh you know the the issue of civil liberties was basically over after the the marriage equality act you know has to do with something else otherwise
4: otherwise the the word marriage wouldn't mean anything. It's like nobody really cares if you live with your friend for the rest yes, of your Glenn life Greenwald or you live is with a man right? or a woman. You know, people, people do this all the time in life and it doesn't really matter. So what really is the purpose of really living with somebody and really being with somebody and sharing your life with somebody is to build something lasting. So
3: infertile people can't get married? No. No, not under the eyes of God. Something
4: that I think something that you've learned and know, and were taught, and that you can hand that on to the next
3: generation, and hopefully they can attain and right. retain well, some of that, that
1: permanence in your life too. Right? Yeah, that
3: multi-generational permanence stretching. I'll have you know. Okay, let's pull up Deuteronomy twenty-three, one. No man has been emasculated by crushing or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. If a man's testicles are crushed or his penis is cut off, he may not be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. It's in scripture, people indefinitely into the future.
1: And, I mean, part of what marriage does, I think, technically, it's the psychological equivalent of what sex does genetically. You know, if people mix gametes, 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 partly comedies. because to, to ensure variability uh, and to stop the propagation of parasites, that's why we don't clone, but oh. there's that mixing as well tends to How does it ensure how does it feel
3: getting corrected by Dave fucking Reuben Jordan Peterson? Holy shit. <laughs> gametes. The word you're looking for is gametes. <laughs> Deviations
1: from genetic health are minimized. And so the same thing happens on the psychological front I would say is that each person has their own idiosyncrasies and some of those lead them down the garden path to terrible places, but if you're with someone else and you have to negotiate with them constantly,
3: then that opens up the possibility what is with this shot? Why do you keep zooming? I thought someone edited that when I saw the viral clip online that's circulating right now because it cuts to his hand doing this. But no, that's that's not that's not a funny edit. Of you mutually
1: modifying yes. each other's personalities so that you both become healthier and that your joint existence is a kind of can be a paragon of sorts. And then that's what the child interacts with is that united front of the two parents. Right. And so you get that longevity of view, which I think helps to mature you. But you.
3: Yeah. Hold on. This one.
4: We have to, when I see this now, suddenly, like, you know, when when we announced that we were having kids, there was some pushback online from more religious people on the mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. By the way, 99% of it was all anonymous people. It was virtually nobody uh, that, well, certainly Oh, that's like not me. true. There was a lot of other prominent conservative pundits who uh, were
3: you know, saying that you are engaging in slavery mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and all of these mm-hmm. things. But I'm sympathetic
4: to, to conservatives. Who go, boy? You know, we we let gay marriage happen, yeah. and look what's happened yeah. since. Now, now we're into all this gender stuff, and they're literally teaching
3: gender theory. There it is. Told you. Told you. Yep. It's the same thing with the LGB Alliance. And you keep thinking that the far right and the fascists are going to always play nice with you as long as you're one of the good ones, right? As long as you can come out and say, like, hey, no, 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 I'm, I'm not one of the bad gays. I'm one of the good gays. OK, there, there are good gays. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is all going to be fine. Uh, we're just going to throw trans people under the bus here. And then uh, hopefully uh, you won't ever come after us. Right. Because we're frenzies. ...to five-year-olds who know nothing
4: about gender well, or sex or anything else. I well, see it. I see it. I see what they were worried about. And unfortunately, the left... Uh, you, you tweeted out something a couple of weeks ago. You know, I was never a conservative until the liberals decided there were no rules. I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing you roughly.
3: But I'm sympathetic to that. So much of all of the things that we knew... There was a gay Nazi leader that killed him when they got into power. Yeah, we were just talking about him. And, uh, I mean... If the uh, march towards Christian theocracy continues, Christian fascism continues, especially under the guise of the Supreme Court of the United States, um, what's Steve Rubin going to do if they ban sodomy? If suddenly be, uh, suddenly becomes uh, banned in multiple uh, different states. But are you going to continue to be, like, uh, talking about this in the same vein? Are you going to come on uh, a Jordan Peterson show and be like, well, uh, I'm one of the good ones, though. So we, me and my husband, uh, out of loyalty, decided just to, to stop having sex. Yeah. Uh, so so now uh, we just masturbate in separate bedrooms uh, because we're, we're the good ones, remember? Ew we no longer
4: know at a societal level, apparently. So so what do we do going back to the to the conservatives that were worried yeah. that this is where we were going yeah. to end in, up? In some sense, <laughs> I, I should worried. probably be their greatest hero because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's someone who wanted to enter civilized society, wanted yeah. to affirm most of the long-fought, time-tested ideals, wanted to enter the world with those things, help defend that world. Um, it happens to be a little different than than we would think, right? Yeah. okay it's it's two guys. I can't deny it. I should sort of be a hero to them it's mm-hmm. It's not the ideal one that they went for, but it's approximately close enough that this this should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I suppose that will be my challenge in life. well, I think, maybe that, but I also just, think yeah. that's
1: probably true, but you also said earlier that as far <laughs> as you're concerned, right there
3: what <laughs> that shot i thought that was like a comedic edit it's not
4: good i -hmm. suppose that will be my challenge in life well maybe that's but i also think
1: that's probably true
3: but you also said
1: earlier that as far as you're concerned they also have a point
3: there is a point okay is he casting a spell? What is going on? Okay, so, what's <laughs> well, the point? Well, there has to be a point
4: there because look, gay marriage was legalized, I think, at a federal level in the United States in two thousand. Straight
2: heterosexualists. So that
4: we're now seven years off of that. Right. And look at all of the craziness that has happened since. I am not directly connecting it mm-hmm. to that, but when you change fundamental structures, some weird things are going to happen. This is again where I would lay most weird of the blame things. here. I would lay on the sort of liberal establishment where nobody was willing to to defend anything.
2: Hmm.
1: Weird things keep happening. Surgery, right. And more than that, to make... And here's another perverse element of this. So many legislatures around the world now have banned so-called conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. And to me, this has been a catastrophe. Now, I know that there was a small percentage, mostly of fundamentalist Christian...
3: Have I given a Doomer rant about what
1: therapist types in the U.S. who are offering their services to homosexual people who were unhappy with their sexual orientation?
3: And so you could have a discussion about whether just the state of things, I suppose. Um, I mean, my view on all this and the, you know, march towards Christian fascism is to fucking fight, get organized. Get get on the streets, you know? Uh, band together. Help each other out. Do direct action. Do mutual aid. Join the IWW. Join the, form a Union. Get more workers' power because that gives you more power to do other things in life. Get small and local elections filled, absolutely filled with fucking lefties. Uh, and at the smaller level, uh, it's much easier to do so because no one votes in those kind of things. Everyone just kind of sits back and lets them happen all the time. Uh, it, it would be to fight back against all of these fucking monsters. That would be it.
1: Whether that's ever appropriate or not, although I would say that's bloody well between the person and their therapist, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah, but I now agree. that's illegal, and it's illegal to the point where. In in all
4: your years of clinical therapy and all the patients that you ever saw, I'm sure I, yeah. I'm sure you saw dozens, if not hundreds, yeah. of, of gay patients. Did you ever meet a gay man who successfully de-gayed and then went on to live a, a completely functioning life?
1: No surgery. Right. And more than that, to make... And here's another perverse element of this. So many legends... the fuck?
2: No.
3: Flashback. Dave Rubin has told stories of gay people who turned straight. Do you think people could just stop being gay if they repented and stopped...
0: Well, I know two different stories. Uh, there's a really good book by someone who I totally disagree with in Uh-oh. so many You're gonna ways. You're credit to somebody In, that you so, in with? so many ways. Now. But uh, she, she wrote a good book. Now, she probably wouldn't say that, oh, God makes people straight. But it's called Gay Girl, Good God. It's by Jackie Hill Perry. And she did live life as a gay person. And then she kind of had an awakening. She came to God and she's married and she has kids. There are stories like that. But I also know stories of people. Um, there is another amazing story and I, I don't want to say the title because I'm, I don't want to say the title, but uh, there is another incredible story of, of someone who uh, became a Christian. He lived life as a gay person. He actually uh, was in prison um, and he lived life as a gay person and he uh, became a Christian and he lives, as far as I know, he lives a celibate lifestyle. And so he is not married he is probably never going to be married he might not ever be attracted to women but because he is a christian and jesus has called us to deny ourselves whatever our desires are that are sinful
3: so uh, he's okay in your eyes then that one's okay like uh, we know we know that you're gay but you are just never going to do the gay and as long as you don't do any gay shit we're going to be okay with you. Thanks for giving yourself up to God.
0: He lives a celibate lifestyle. Repression and sounds... so I think See, that awesome. one just
4: strikes me as deeply sad. Like I can get, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, like yeah. uh, really like you know I'm pretty tolerant about this stuff obviously. Yeah. That one just strikes me as he he is gay. He there is this religious piece of him in there. That's so the they love the celibate gay thing cells? don't have kids and don't have a family yeah but that and... is
0: where you start conflating sexuality with identity and romantic relationships with the ultimate fulfillment and that's not what the christian believes actually paul says for everyone <laughs>
3: Imagine getting pushback from Dave Rubin on a topic. Uh, not to mention, like he fully bought into the whole like, well, I'm I'm religious now.
0: It's better to be single than to be married. I'm um, no longer he said, an atheist. I wish you were all like I was, so you can be fully dedicated to the Lord. And we believe that if you're straight or straight or you're same sex attracted, then the gift of celibacy is truly a <laughs> as a
3: gay man. Dave is pretty tolerant of gay people. True, that's so nice of him.
0: Gift that you can dedicate all of your passions to God. Um, so we don't see celibacy as this sad, awful, lonely thing. We believe that in Christ you have full fulfillment, satisfaction, whether you are attracted to
3: God. I've been edging for three days. I just, I'm not allowed to have release. But thank God that I'm fulfilled by the Lord's love. Opposite
0: sex or the same sex, and so I think he would tell you. Great person, to have on. I'll tell you his name. But uh, I would think he would tell you that he finds full satisfaction and full joy in his relationship with Christ. Now that de-
3: I don't understand that logic. It's like, hey, I gave you all these really fun bits. You know, I'm God. I, I decided I wanted to give you some some fun bits that that feel real good. Good when you play with them and feel even better when you play with other people with them but you are not to use them okay only only once or twice only once or twice and that is just to make the babies that's it okay that's the only time I'll approve of you using those little toys that I gave you all right in front at exact perfect arm's length I, I will have you know just in case the opportunity comes you should have to utilize them in some way o- only once or twice remember and never gay never no gay shit All right. I know I made a bunch of you gay, but that was a test. That was just a test. So are you going to pass or fail?
0: Does not mean it's easy.
3: Easy to say when you're already having consensual sex to tell other people that they should just go abstinent forever. Honestly, I think my summary of all that is uh, leave people the fuck alone. Probably be that like it's all these sexless monsters all of them all these people who are just like uh, unaware that the vaginas can get wet and uh, you know just think that people should be having sex once a year in missionary position just for the purpose of creating a baby and that's about it and then they're obsessed with anyone else who wants to have fun a whole bunch of gay people are like oh we're having the time of our lives just having fucking amazing orgies I had like 12 orgasms yesterday it's like oh god perverse they must be controlled we must stop them So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times, and if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon.
5: To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to conduct many a-human sacrifices in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble yet incompetent gestures, trying in vain to bring some levity into your life. To our lord, Trevor R., we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence. To our brave knights, Carl Wauer, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruben Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Jenna Tal, Quiet 185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janice, Lemmy 101, Anthropophojack, Saren 42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosen, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far-off land.